Let's start with some tough love, all right? You two suck. Say my name. That's what the kids call Prissy guy with the mustache. You're listening to Inside the Gillivers, talking all things Breaking Bad, El Camino, and Better Call Saul. Brought to you by the Royal Bobbles Collection at bobbleheads.com. For all your favorite characters from the Gillivers, shop the Royal Bobbles Collection at bobbleheads.com. Also brought to you by Rode Microphones, the official microphone supplier of Inside the Gillivers. See their entire lineup today at rode.com. Now, please welcome your host, Eric Broadbent. Good afternoon, everyone, and a warm, happy new year wish to all of you. Thank you for joining us for a brand new year and a brand new season of Inside the Gillivers, where we talk all things Breaking Bad, El Camino, and Better Call Saul. My name is Eric Broadbent, and it comes with great pleasure to introduce today's guest at a special time, joining us from Germany, you know, as Kai from Better Call Saul Season 4 and 5. And ready for the challenge, I'm going to try to say the name again, and we're going to get a real schooling on how to say it properly, Ben Bela Bohem, but you're going to tell us the proper way and how the different translations, so how you doing, my friend? No, you did great, thank you. Uh, ben Bela Bohem is fine, I like the American way to pronounce it, but um, happy belated birthday to you. Thank and you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I understand we're both having a little bit of a celebration, so cheers to you. Cheers to a new year. Do you yeah, have- I'm just over, so I'm just turning yeah. <laughs> And I'm drinking from my Heisenberg wine glass that my sweetie got me. So cheers to you. Cheers to everyone. It's 3 o'clock. It's New Year's Day. I don't care. Hell with it. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the beer glasses they got us. They got us these amazing beer glasses with uh, Mike's and, um, uh, and Werner's faces on them. And it says, uh, these are good boys. This is good Jungs. Oh, I love um, that. But um, I, I gave one away. Um, uh, to the last person who interviewed me because I was feeling so undeserved and so thankful. <laughs> I will not give you the other one. I'm keeping the other one. That's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not deserving. I'm not deserving. I'd, I'd be maybe deserving of your empty beer bottle, maybe. Oh, you're very deserving of everything. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, um, what's up? How, how is um, Detroit or no, Canada? I'm in Canada. I'm just on the Detroit side. It's good. We've been blessed this year. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't say we've been blessed. We've been blessed with nice warm weather. If you like nice warm weather, if you like snow, um, then we're not blessed. We got snow on Christmas Eve day. We had a nice snow, a deep snow actually for Christmas and it's all gone. It's like about zero degrees. It's a little bit above zero right now. So I like that. I don't like the snow. So, but so we've oh. done, done well. I miss the snow. There has not been snow in Berlin for many years now, really. It was like a little bit of uh, powder, but it went away instantly. And uh, Italy has snow. It's crazy. But no snow in Germany. It sucks. Really? Really? And we do have a couple of guests. Uh, and again, friends, actually, I shouldn't say guests, but our friends and, and our viewers that are from Germany as well, too. So we have we our audience, obviously, in the Gilliver spans all around the world, which is nice. So they'll be sharing some of the uh, the local forecast with you as well, too. So we got a special new feature, as I was telling you off the air today. We're going to be doing this momentarily, where people that join our YouTube channel, there's a little button join down below. We uh, want to try to keep giving them more and more and more, uh, you know, as extra perks. And we're going to be playing member questions uh, for for you. And I'll play them if you need to hear them twice. I can play them twice. We'll do that in a moment. But we have a super chat question from Shashank. Shashank says, "Happy New Year, everyone." Um, uh, ben, how was the experience uh, working on site with actors like Giancarlo uh, Esposito and Jonathan Banks? I didn't have a scene with Giancarlo, unfortunately. Yeah. I only saw him waiting for the next scene. Well, kind of, but we're mm-hmm. like better extras in the scene we have with him. But um, uh, Jonathan is awesome. And I I'm, I was a huge fan of Breaking Bad. And I um, also really tried to audition for Breaking Bad. And I, I did audition for Breaking Bad. And I didn't book it. And um, 
but it would have been a small part. And uh, it was like season five, uh, you know, the Madrigal episode, I think. Uh, yes. They have uh, this chemist, and the chemist talks about uh, what the different uh, flavors are of the mayonnaise or something. So it's kind of a weird chemical technical monologue, which I auditioned for, I think, for Sherry, uh, that I... I never met her after, and uh, thankfully she didn't do the audition for uh, Better Call Saul because I'm sure I wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, what was the question? Uh, basically, I just... Oh, thanks. No, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I was just really super nervous, and uh, he's super kind, and uh, uh, comes across as super grumpy, but it's all just a front. Yeah. So, yeah. There'll be a couple other related questions as well, too, coming from our members here in a moment, too, about Jonathan Banks, but reach a little different. Um, but I think I'm I think the Gilliverse is very happy that you didn't get the role in Breaking Bad because, you know, that would have been just a one shot and over deal. And uh, I guess this this will lead into something that I'll say. This will be the only thing I'll say as one of my questions first, and it'll be the rest from the fans here. But uh, season four was a, a very big turning point for me in Better Call Saul. I really liked it. And the part the parts that I enjoyed the most were the German crew coming over to do the construction of the uh, the underground lab. And I think, you know, everyone followed the rules. Everything it was, a, you know, clockwork, whatever, except for Kai. Kai was that, that person that goes against the grain, certainly didn't, uh, you know, uh, disrespected uh, Mike. Mike didn't like him that much. So that's all. It's more of a statement, but I really enjoyed what you brought to that role. Yeah, I just, um, I, I was just thinking about it because I hadn't thought about this for like a year because we were filming that particular scene like two years ago and, but um, I, I sometimes think, oh no, I was too nervous back then. I could have made it bigger. I should have just, um, I, I should have mimicked Mike's voice and uh, been even deeper and <laughs> uh, poked fun at him. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, that all flows in there, but um, that, that was fun. Uh, was there a question in there? No, the, no, it was just more of a statement. No, it's just more, <laughs> and we're gonna probably go through this a latte depending on how many beers we have. Uh, and, oh, it's my first. And there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. and Andrea Super Chat says, Happy New Year, um, uh, Gilliverse, family, and Ben. And before we get into the member questions, there's one. This is a good one here, too. Uh, Jennifer says, what did they use for the beer during the scenes at Better Call Saul? Would it be like iced tea or something? Yeah, it didn't taste too good. And and non-alcoholic beer um, as well for the film. Mm. Yeah. The well, dark, that, the dark beer was a. It was kind of an iced tea, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because that's the thing, right? Because uh, like so many scenes, you do another five, ten, fifteen times. You know, you have a real beer, which would be kind of nice, but you know, you'd you'd be staggering on your lines and everything else too. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I remember the whiskey being uh, apple juice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like apple juice. That was good. <laughs> uh, so Claudia has a question as well too I'll save her just for a moment because we're going to jump into the member section so we'll just do that right now so again this is a new section here on the uh, on the channel and uh, on the show we're going to be playing members questions so this one is from one of our good friends it's it's funny I, I say members but they're friends we're all friends here and family in the Gilliverse so this is from Karina I'm going to play this and you can see if you hear it and uh, let me know Hi, Ben. This is Karina. And my question is, what was your favorite part about working with Jonathan Banks? And did you do your own stunt when he punched you in the face? It looked great. Thank you, Karina. Great. Um, well, no, I, it was just great to work with him. I mean, he's been in Gremlins. He was a police officer in Gremlins, for God's sake, and, and in Flipper. Yeah. And uh, no, I, uh, yeah, no, I really like him. And um so I don't know. He he, he once invited Rainer, who played Brunner, and I uh, uh, to a dinner uh, on a day off, 
somewhere in Albuquerque in a restaurant and he was super kind. And I, um, yeah, so I like that part being um, just valued or uh, even though he comes across as grumpy. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's super sweet. Um, yeah, no, I did my own stunt, but they had a stuntman and uh, he had my clothes on and it was fun. And uh, it's not that difficult. It's just like turning around and falling a bunch yeah. of times. <laughs> that's a good answer and yeah, I can just imagine what it's like to work with Jonathan Banks I've had several uh, uh, cast members on the show where they have worked with him and they've said they'll like Jonathan will throw him for a loop just before a scene like he'll get right out of character and do something really crazy and just make him kind of like it really tests their ability to keep their composure and everything I think it was I think it was uh, James Austin Johnson okay yeah um, yeah I think I think it was James who played uh, Fred at the Travel Wire okay can you hear me now? Okay. You're breaking up. Okay. Okay. Are you I hope... talking about Ernie who played Ernie? No, no, no. I, you know, Fred from travel wire. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So he was saying Jonathan threw him for some loops, you know, when they were recording. Okay. Here's another question. This is from our member. This is from Lori. All right. And uh, here's a question here from her about a commercial. Hi Ben. This is Lori. Can you tell us about making the Schweppes commercial? And did you know Uma Thurman prior to that? Thank you. Oh, um, I don't think that ever aired in America. So she must have seen it somewhere else. Funny. Um, that was, I think, like eight years ago or so. And I had uh, just quit acting and studied psychology. And that was like one of those jobs I still took for the money. And uh, and then once I got it, uh, it was also nice to find out that Uma Thurman would be playing with me because I didn't know that until I had gotten the job. No, I did not know her before. I, I mean, I had heard of her. Sure. I, <laughs> I hadn't seen the commercial until today and I showed my better half Sandra and you could tell it was like a, a European type commercial because the sense of humor between there and North America is a little different. She's like, like that's she's, not even, that's not even European humor. That's just really bad humor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a little, little saucy, right? For the American, uh, North American audience. Uh, next question coming in from members. This is from Nat Romero, and she's from over in Barcelona, Spain. Here is her question. Hey, Eric, and hi, Ben. This is Nat Romero from Barcelona, and this is my question. In season five, when the Germans are going home and um, Mike hits Kai in the face because he was saying some things about Werner, how many times did you have to do that stunt and falling to the floor every time? And also, did you get hit in the face for real by mistake or something? Okay, thank you very much. And uh, a big hug to everybody in the Gillivers family. Guys, I love you a lot. Bye. Very, very nice. And we love the Gillivers family too. So very similar questions as well too about Mike, but did you did you do it many times and did you actually get hit in the face? Uh, no, no, no. We, we managed without. And uh, yes, we did it maybe 20 times. I don't know, different angles, different camera angles, but that was fun. Um, and uh, wow, you have such an international audience. <laughs> well, we have another one. Because really, yeah. because I'm I'm about to uh, take I, I bought myself a camper van this August because I I was fed up with, yeah, the whole pest, and uh, I'm gonna go to Spain uh, next week. Actually, I'm gonna drive down there from Berlin, and uh, excited about that. So um, that's nice. gonna be great. Yeah, that's great. Well, so we're going to be following you very, very closely to find out where you are and you know, how your travels are going and make sure that you're safe. But I mean, yeah, I think I will hide it. I mean, depending on how the lockdown goes um, and if we're not supposed to be tourists down there. I mean, I'm staying with a friend once I'm there, but I'm 
definitely traveling down there. And at the moment, that's still legal. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it goes. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Play it by ear. Well, here we have another uh, question coming in from from one of our friends and members, Claudia, and she's over in Italy. So here is her question. Hello, Ben, and Happy New Year. My name is Claudia. I'm from Italy, and this is my question to you. How did you get the part of Kai in Better Call Saul? Thank you for your answer. So the casting directors, of course, in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are absolutely uh, Bialy Thomas. I mean, they're great, great casting directors. And you talked about, uh, you know, auditioning for the role of, uh, of Breaking Bad. Can you tell us like just how you kind of heard there was going to be a spot available for, for Better Call Saul and maybe to answer Claudia's question? Oh, well, I had just gotten back into acting after quitting acting for like six years and uh, uh, studying psychology and uh, working on my practice. And But I used to uh, do um, TV shows in Germany mainly uh, before that. And it was always good money. And uh, so um, I thought I'd get back into it. And a friend, a friend's friend was a manager. And so she uh, put me up for a few things. Um, and so it was an audition with Russell. Um, and I never, I think I met Sherry for the first audition for Breaking Bad a few years earlier. I'm glad she didn't do this one. Otherwise she might've remembered, uh, stumbled over my lines in that monologue in Breaking Bad. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Russell was amazing. And then I got that part and it was the first time I smoked, um, uh, legal marijuana because, uh, it took like a, I think a couple of hours or was it a day, um, for them to make the decision. And they were like, oh, you're pinned, you're on hold. And I really wanted that job. Um, so I bought myself a pack of pre-rolled <laughs> marijuana cigarettes. The break and them. It was very exciting because my girlfriend of the time also is um, a friend of, uh, she was working with this lady who was best friends with, uh, uh, what's the kid called in Breaking Bad? Is it JD, um, the, the actor? RJ Mitty? RJ, yeah. yeah. Um, and so... Uh, so they were kind of talking about it and I was like, yeah, please don't talk about it. And it was like really exciting when I, when I got that, because uh, usually when you tell anyone it never works out well. Um, but I got that one. Yeah. So that was exciting. That must've been a long wait, right? You know, like, okay, did I get the part? Did I get the part? Did I get the part? You know? Yeah. Also because I hadn't acted in quite a while. Um, I think it's actually helpful to have some life experience and do something else. Sure. But, uh, it, uh, yeah. And uh, the casting directors are so amazing. Sharon Biali later contacted me because I guess uh, there's not that many Germans um, in LA. And I think I was already in Berlin for that, but she didn't know that. And uh, so she contacted me for a play with uh, Tova Felcher and her brother uh, directed and wrote it and Tova starred as the lead. And it was like a four-hander. And we did that in uh, Colorado the next year. And I got that via um, Sharon Bialy as well, which was really sweet. I got to play uh, Josef Goebbels, you know, the Nazi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's nice so, to get a call back from her, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lovely people. Good, um, good. Well, speaking of acting and having some, you know, life life experience and skills, this is a question, a super track question from Rogava. It says, hi, Ben, what is the best advice on acting you've received from actors, directors, and writing, or writers in Better Call Saul? Oh, um, didn't get that much advice from them. Mm-hmm. It was not really that, 
we were just working together. So it was not an acting school. I mean, I could tell you from a former actor, um, acting coaches in the 90s, um, where I found valuable advice or um, like Kleist uh, about the puppet theater or stuff like that. But um, maybe even like some takeaways just by watching and observing, like when you're not shooting a scene, maybe you're observing and there's some things that you've noticed from either other cast on set or even writers, showrunners and things of that nature, just little things, little secrets you've kind of learned. No, I just really enjoyed um, the atmosphere and set is what I would say I would have learned if you want it that way, that I think it always depends on the showrunner or the producer and the kind of people they hire. Sometimes there's people that have a lot of uh, testosterone, testosterone and they want to um, be the boss and uh, they don't hire people that are uh, full of motivation uh, because due to joy and love, but maybe out of fear. And it was so nice to walk on that set and uh, have that set being so full of, um, yeah, uh, love, lovely people that uh, like to work with each other and support each other. And um, I'm pretty sure that's all due to Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould. And uh, yeah, because they are the people that set all this in motion. And, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I learned because I've also been on sets and TV shows over years where it was the opposite, where everybody was scared and um, timid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nat Romero says, uh, do you do Zoom sessions, I guess, on acting and things of that nature? Do you ever do, do, you ever do that yourself? Do you teach a little bit? Uh, no, I, mm, I give workshops in relationship counseling and sex therapy sometimes. Okay. So what I do is uh, I, I give Zoom workshops in that manner, like how to overcome jealousy or how to uh, communicate in a nonviolent manner and things like that. But I don't, uh, uh, I haven't really, I helped some people getting into acting school and working on monologues and such. Uh, in Germany, we have a bit of a privileged system where we um, have, I think in the German speaking parts, it's like 15 acting schools that are um, run or paid for by the, uh, by the feds, by the state. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, maybe a thousand or 2000 students apply for 10 or 20 uh, spaces in each year at the university. And so it's, uh, everybody has to read and run monologues. So I'd help people with that to get into those schools because once you're in those, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, not smooth sailing, but it's uh, easier for you to get into the uh, theater system that we have set up here in Germany, which is wonderful by the way. And I hate that there's not more, of that in Britain or the US uh, repertory theater wise, um, uh, because every town in Germany that has a few thousand uh, citizens, sometimes it seems, um, has a theater that's paid for by taxpayers' money. I, I was at the National Theater in Brunswick, or State Theater in Braunschweig, uh, and I think they get like 30 million euros. It's like $35 million every year by taxpayer money just for. Um, keeping it run, uh, which gives them immense um, artistic freedom because they don't need that many people actually buy tickets. Mm -hmm. to and um, because they take it, uh, it's almost like a, um, yeah, something like to educate people, like, like a school thing. Um, and it's nice that uh, we have the opportunity. It provides a lot of jobs for us as actors too. 
Yeah. Well, I from everyone I've had on the show before too. Like I shouldn't say everyone, but most of the the, uh, the people I've interviewed here on the show, a lot of them have a lot of theater background, and they love going back to theater uh, because it really really makes you work. You know, like it's sink or swim when it comes to theater. There's not like okay, let's do another take, right? All oh, that angle was bad. You know, it just read like you're flying on like without a, a safety net when you're in theater. So I, I have great respect for people that, you know, that are on a, uh, on the big screen or the small screen and they choose to go back to uh, theater voluntarily. You know, Brian Cranston is one of them. Yes. I mean, God, yeah. I mean, unfortunately I've been gone for so long. So now I'm just trying to get back into touch with people that they already have like a list of 40, 50 people they want to work with. So it's difficult for me to get into the theater here, here but I, mm -hmm. I'm still glad it's there. Um, I want to read you one quote uh, from my uh, one of my favorite uh, poets, like the German uh, Rainer Maria Rilke. Okay. And it's just, uh, <laughs> okay, he will hate me for doing that. Uh, it's a tattoo. Um, it's not Gordon Smith's tattoo, even though he has great uh, poem uh, tattoos as well. But uh, my friend, I, I took it last, uh, last night, uh, we were having drinks. And um, yes, I uh, was socially distancing, but also we haven't met anyone. I was also in quarantine over Christmas, so I yeah, feel pretty safe. Mm -hmm. um, it's very short. It also ends the movie uh, Jojo Rabbit. I don't know if you heard of that or seen it. It's about this Nazi boy who has an imaginary friend named Hitler. And no. it's uh, humorous and sad. It's a wonderful movie. But anyway, he got it tattooed on his back and it's like, uh, let everything happen to you. Beauty, terror, just keep going. No feeling is final. And he had it in English, so that's why I had to read it from there because I only know it in German. Okay. And, um, uh, and I think that fits, befits 2020 very well and leaving that behind now. Yes, I know, leaving it behind. That's, uh, as we could probably leave this behind too. With speaking of COVID, Andrew's asking, how did you feel after all that COVID stuff? Oh, I still feel terrible about it. I, I, I In the beginning, I was super hypochondric and I was... Uh, uh, very scared of it and scared for other people and then I it always went back and forth and not wanting to um, adhere to the rules anymore and then become coming to my senses and uh, yeah so I try to stay on the legal side of things yeah but I also don't want it to um, rule my life and uh, that's why I'm just deciding on uh, traveling and I feel it's kind of safe um, <laughs> in my camper van uh, and spending until the next acting job comes along there you uh, go. Some time in Southern Europe for the first time in my life. Um, I'm making precautions. I am bringing enough gallons of water and food uh, for my dog as well. Mm -hmm. This is um, gizmo. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that we can stay in the camper for two weeks um, and hopefully have a friend who can take care of gizmo if I should die. Um, I, I hope I hope we're, we're all almost over this, and uh, I, I, I hope so. I just have to persuade my father to get uh, his vaccination because mm. he doesn't want to get one, and it's yeah. Yeah, I think I think we need it. We're getting him in Canada here now as well too. I, we, I haven't had mine yet. We haven't had ours, but we take it very seriously here as well too because my better half Sandra has a compromised immune system, so you yeah. know I'm the only one that goes out. I wear a mask everywhere I go. And I've yeah. got to the point where I can feel people around me. If they get within six feet of me, I'll, I'll turn it back and I'll like, kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, I'll just let you know I'm here. I'm respecting your space. You're respecting my space. And I'll feel them come closer. And I'm like, I'm going to smack a bitch. You know, you, you get back, back away because I'm a nice guy, but you encroached my space. You're gone. Germans are famous for not respecting personal space in the supermarket. And they are like right behind your neck usually. 
And now, um, so I used to always, when I came back from the States where everybody has a sense of freedom and a lot of space and yeah, um, uh, yeah, that, that was one of the good things about Corona. I finally had the feeling, oh my God, yeah. People are finally giving you a little bit of space in, in a queue, in a line. And that, that, you know, that's, there are some blessings. There are some blessings. Uh, and I mean, it sounds very uh, selfish to say this, but there are some blessings of this. You know, number one, we get to have our space. That's kind of nice. I, 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 I have a little circle around me, a hula hoop. It's about the size of a hula hoop. I'm not sure if you call them over there in Germany, but they think you, you know, I can't even use a hula hoop. But you know what they are. And that's my circle. My son in school, he's done so much better now doing virtual learning as opposed to being in the classroom where kids are goofing off and distractions and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of blessings and we also respect and value life a lot more, I think, than we ever did, you know, or you know, making sure our family members that we don't get to see all the time that may be scattered across the world. How are they doing? We appreciate them more. So there are some benefits to such of a, an eye-opening event like a, a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, I'm um, one thing to the previous question. I definitely, uh, I mean, just uh, listening to Ray and in your interview here on this podcast, what she, uh, what what thoughts she has put into um, her character of Kim mm -hmm. Wexler uh, was beautiful. I uh, felt very much reminded of a friend uh, who also grew up with an alcoholic parent, and uh, um, yeah, um, I mean. Of course, uh, the whole thing, um, being able to work, you, you learn a thousand little things um, every day. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Jennifer Bryan, the costume designer, like uh, just uh, understanding uh, um, the people you work with, uh, how much thought went into all of this is, is amazing. Yeah. I agree. And since how you brought up Ray Seahorn, I thought this was funny, and our viewers thought this was really cute. Our last show of the year was with Mark Margolis, and I was actually surprised that we were able to get Mark. You know, we had some of our, our viewers ask us, in the, like in the early part of, uh, you know, when Tom left as a co-host, or well, temporarily left, um, I put a question on Twitter, who would you like to see on Gilliverse? And I honestly forget, I think it was uh, Pinterest Fail Mom, I think was a person who said, get Mark Margolis, we would like to see Hector Salamanca. And I just kind of thought that's never going to happen. You know, I just, I don't know why. I just, yeah, it doesn't ever thought was going to happen. And he came on the show and he said he met. I'm so sorry. Oh, would I break up? Can you hear me now? I cannot hear you at all. Okay. Now I can hear you. Okay, good. But I didn't hear you. No so. problem. So yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short. Uh, so Mark Margolis uh, met Ray Seahorn in an airport and he didn't recognize her. I guess she'd come up to say hi or something like that. And he didn't recognize her. And it was really funny because, you know, you think everyone knows Ray Seahorn in the world, right? It was very, very funny. Um, here is a question. Now, hopefully, I'm going to pronounce this right. This yeah, is. They don't, they, I guess they never meet, do they? No. I mean, they've never had a scene together. No. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> They, they just they just know uh, they just know um, you know from from the show obviously. Here's a question yeah, from I who was in Scarface. I mean, why would oh, he yeah. watch? she was not in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Jennifer says, and I'm gonna hopefully I pronounce this name right. Jennifer says, whose idea was it for you to wear the uh, Borussia Dortmund jacket and Better Call Saul? Is that your favorite football team? It's mine. Borussia so Dortmund. Yeah, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, no, it's uh, it's Jennifer Bryan. Uh, she came up with it. Uh, no deep inside there. Okay. Yes. Very, very straightforward and simple. Um, yeah. 
one of our uh, YouTube members that asked a question earlier, uh, Lori, she talked about the Schweppes commercial. She, uh, she really surprises me because she, and she's surprised a lot of our, our guests as well too. She comes up with these deep questions and this is something I didn't know about you. And apparently she does. She says, question for Ben, how many voice roles in video games have you been involved with? Oh, way too little. I would love to do more. Um, I did only a, adver- a couple of advertisements for Call of Duty, but I never played a part. Okay. Um, my uh, my colleague, uh, Stefan Kapicic, who um, was in um, also what um, dead, um, come on, give me that uh, Marvel Universe uh, superhero, dead. Deadpool? With dead. D- Deadpool? Anyway, he's in it. Um, he's a superhero. Yes, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he's either. also uh, one of the voices in Call of Duty, and does, he does a lot more. I would love to be in it. But for me, um, the whole voiceover industry in Germany—it seems to be—you uh, need to know someone and somebody. Um, I book German parts in LA and record them here for a studio in LA, but I never get in, get to do anything here. Um, I did a couple of uh, things. I did like a video game version of uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, where I played a bunch of, I don't know, dwarves, elves, different dragons. Or was it even not Lord of the Rings? Um, no, it wasn't. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> uh, because I. it was like two years ago and it was uh, only like a few hours. Um, uh, there is a certain video game where where I voice five different dragons. And um, no, it's not Game of Thrones. It's something <laughs> famous that I cannot come up with. I didn't even put it on my Vita because I do so few voice roles. But uh, thanks for noticing. Yeah, I yeah. sometimes do voice roles. It's mainly um, in the US and not in Germany. Well, I have a friend. And I, I, did, I, did three no, I did three novels for Audible this year, oh. uh, but in German again. So uh, you, you wouldn't understand a word. I wouldn't. And I did it all here in this very room, uh, hiding under my blanket so that the quality would be better. <laughs> the acoustics, yeah. So, uh, yeah, because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, those are three novels. Um, so that was fun. Well, I have a friend, and I, I use the term Lucy when I say friend, but I, I, I've met him a few times in person. And, uh, you know, I knew, I knew him through Facebook and things like that, but we become friends. And he runs uh, a very large video game company. I don't know, don't even know the company. He's very secretive. But he runs a very, very big uh, video game company, and he. There you go. Yeah. Give him my number. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to. He has a, his number. I'll call him. Yeah, day. he has a home in the United States, and he has a, a home in Russia. He doing his his uh, Sunday car is a Ferrari, so he's doing pretty good. So I'll I'll mention you your name. Yeah, I'll mention your name to him Great. if it's ever ever you know, and they, he's worked on some of the big titles. So I'll mention your name to him as well too. But and that's in Canada too. Canada, the United States, there's lots of. Uh, video game companies, and I could see the German, uh, the natural German um, language, the ability to speak it fluently, and uh, a lot of these, especially like the Call of Duty games and stuff like that, would be really, really popular thing for you. Hopefully, we get you some more work. Indeed, it unfortunately it really sticks to your mouth, and it's difficult to uh, play anything else that's not European. I think I can pull up a British uh, accent perceivable for an American. Uh, at least certainly in Italian, Polish, French and stuff. Uh, but I was never able to play American. I once did a Tennessee Williams, one actor, but then I had like six weeks of uh, rehearsal time to, to work on that American accent. Usually you get an audition and you only have a couple of days, so you need to be able to uh, turn that around quickly. And I never could. The only yeah. time I had an American accent was in uh, the cast junior 
is that also in the, on the East Coast? Uh, it's, it's a fast food chain, a uh, Carl's Jr. commercial. Oh, Carl's Jr., yes. Yeah, we yeah. don't have them so, here that I know, yeah. but in the United States, yes. Apart from that, I, I think I never pulled off con convincingly like an American accent. That's like some of these actors that I that I admire. Like I'm a big Walking Dead fan, and Andrew Lincoln, you know, being a, a, a British uh, resident, you know, when he's playing the role of Rick Grimes, he pulls it off pretty darn good. You don't you don't hear that English dialect at all. Yeah, and Tova Felchu is amazing. She uh, she cast me in in that play that we did last year in Colorado. Not last year anymore. The year before last year. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, where I got to play Goebbels, and uh, she played the Jewish box promoter. It was about uh, this Max Schmeling and the American black boxer um, and the Jewish box promoter and his relationship with Josef Goebbels. And uh, and she was in um, uh, The Walking Dead. That's how the Sharon Bialy connection yeah. came to happen. Um, it's funny how these things are connected, and I just want to say she's amazing. To have to check her out. Um, she was, I think, in two seasons of The Walking Dead, but her real forte or call of fame is uh, Yentl and many, many other Broadway plays. Um, and she's amazing with accents. She's fabulous. She must be in her 70s now, um, but she's, got, she's a powerhouse. Tiny Jewish woman. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Here is a question from uh, Karina. She says, um, being German, do you like uh, marzipan? Marzipan? Is it one of my favorite things in the whole world? Oh, I, I've heard of that. What is it? Of course. I, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> marzipan. It's um, marzipan. Um, they even put it in Saul. It was kind of cut and cut out because uh, uh, John's character, Mike, once gave us marzipan, but I think that's only like oh, a the chocolate or something? Add on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's tasty. Uh, I think it comes from the north of Germany, Lübeck, but I'm not even certain. Um, yeah, very much so. I cannot do any of this anymore. I need to get into the best shape of my life this year. And uh, uh, so no yeah. more for me. Just There you go. Yeah, I did see that on the extras on, on YouTube. Is like uh, the uh, some, Mike was bringing him in or something like that. And you were like, oh, disgusting. And then uh, I think... You I think, watched all. Yeah. You watched it all. And Werner goes, Werner goes, uh, of course it is. When you said disgusting, when Kai says disgusting, yeah. Um, when you talk about acting school and stuff, you should check out, um, I think, uh, Max, uh, the, the, you know, the character of uh, Crazy Eight. I think he has an acting school. Yes, he does. People are yeah, Max, Max Oshinaga. Yeah. And um, is that how you pronounce his last name? I believe so, yeah. Good. Yeah, I believe I'm close. Awesome. I'm, I'm in the same uh, wheelhouse here. And also the only person who I knew prior to all this, uh, Kara Pivko, who plays uh, the assistant to Ray Kim Wexler. Yeah, Paige. Yes, exactly. Yes, she also, it's not an acting school, but she does this online um, um, plays, um, plays that are being read online. And uh, yeah, she's, she's wonderful. Uh, check her out. She's in L.A. And uh, if you Google her name, you will find her company. Yes. Actually, I have a list. I have a list of people and she's on the list. I want to have her on the show. So if you ever have any, if you ever correspond with her, just say, hey, that Canadian guy would love to have you on, on their show. Oh, I'm sure you don't need my uh, feeble uh, name uh, thrown in there. I'm sure she's going to jump on your well, recommendation. Listen, it's not as easy as what you think. It's not. It's, I mean, if when I go you through. You got them all. I mean, hey, you got Ernie. Um, I mean, you got Bob, you got Peter, you got Tom, you got like everyone. Uh, Vince. Oh, that was amazing. Thank yeah, you. but here's yeah. the thing. No, I mean, I was, hmm? 
here's the thing though. It's like, I don't have, I have some of them on my phone. You know, I can contact some of them, not all of them, but other times I have to go through, I have to go through management and I have to go through talent agents and where I like to go through is I like to come through at the ground level and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I mean, I like to go to the publicists because the publicists are the people that deal with them every day. They know what you want, your coffee, you know, they, they know everything. Whereas the management, so if I come in at management level, it's like, yeah, this little Canadian does this little thing on YouTube and they're like, go away, you know? So it, it's not as easy as what you think, but it has helped having some of these people. And trust me, you know, with someone like yourself that has a conversation with somebody, it can help greatly. Great. Ah, days. Have a publicist. Like <laughs> that. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? I don't know. We were talking about Marzipan a moment ago. But oh, yeah, yeah. Melissa Bernstein called me uh, to uh, to uh, to ask me um, how to spell goodbye. Uh, so I got to name an episode in Better Call Saul, which I'm even more proud than actually the character I'm playing. I, I got to name uh, Wiedersehen, but it would almost have been called Tschö uh, mit Ö which is like a German play with words about saying goodbye. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that was fun. And Melissa just called me one day when we were like hanging in the hotel and not supposed to be filming. And it's uh, like, Ben, quickly, can't we reach the translator? How do you say this? Yeah, That's cool. So you're... Yeah, oh, yeah. And it was wonderful. And Nina Jack, I, I was in one episode of, of, of Mad Men and she used to be a producer... Oh, back then she was in second AD on Mad Men. And she said, we had met before. She had uh, called me to set. Um, and then it was really funny, like how these things work. I know. And uh, like, you see how these people, I mean, they've been working like on the best shows ever. Like Nina with Mad Men and then Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Then she did that um, other show that was based in Long Beach about the surfer dude that was hilarious. Um, Anyway, uh, like um, makes one so happy to um, work with people that are great storytellers. Agreed. Yeah. And that's something, too, that Vince Gilligan has said before and Peter Gould as well, too, when they've been on the show, is they like to promote within. You know, they see good talent within the, the Gilliverse organization. And they always, you know, this, they might bring outside sources in as well, too, but they really nurture and encourage and develop the talent. Like, look at uh, Jennifer. Yeah, Gordon, Gordon Smith. I, I was, uh, he was in Berlin last, last winter um, and he got interviewed for something and I met him again. And he, he like, he freaking started as a writer's assistant. And um, yeah, and now um, how many Emmy nominations has he had? Like, he's amazing. I know. I know. Yeah. It, it, Jennifer as well. Same thing. You know, she was a writer's assistant and her first writing, you know, credit became uh, Breaking Bad, you know. So uh, here's a super chat question from Andrea. She says, uh, best greetings from NRW, Ben. Wish you all the best uh, for the next year. Uh, mein Freund, uh, Prost, Prost. And I know what that is. There we go. Anything that means drink uh, in any language, I, I pretty much know it. <laughs> Has it been hard for you with um, finances this year or did you, did you go, did it go all right? For me, well, I, I've been, I've, I've been an Obi-Wan uh, Jedi in training forever for this. Uh, I'm a recluse. I live in this, I live where you see, I live in this area. Uh, I, I build websites for people. So I'm a digital person. So it hasn't changed much. Um, Got it. I don't get the face to face. I could walk into, Hey, how you doing, sir? You know, and do my sales pitch at a store or, you know, a business. Uh, so I do it virtually now, but no, it's, I, I'm able to keep these lights on to talk to you and that's about it. So I'm happy with that. 
and there's food on the table and they've got food in the freezer. So we're doing okay. Yeah. 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 But that's, that's another blessing. We talked about those blessings earlier. You know, we, sometimes we, we laugh, right? We're like, we're like, oh, we can't fit another can of such and such in the cupboard. And like, that's a good problem to have. And that's not bragging. We're just lucky that we have enough food to stuff our cupboards and our freezer and be appreciative and have a, you know, a full belly at the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Blessings. Um, Ragava has a question, says, Hey Ben, is there a specific kind of raw you'd like to play a role? Okay. So I'm getting these voice to text. So any kind of role you'd like to play and never got a chance. And why would you like to play that role? Um, I really got some good theater parts when I was, uh, at this state theater for four years. And I really enjoyed playing, uh, Mozart, Amadeus, um, uh, Judas is with the devil. Um, my buddy, he used to do a lot of um, comedy double act for 10 years with Eddie Izzard, uh, who's a rather famous comedian from England. And, and he, yeah, he's actually the funny one of the two. And he ended up directing in Germany a lot and playwriting. And so I really felt blessed working with him uh, a few times. His name is Rob Ballard. Um, his plays are being played in Germany for some reason, because uh, uh, I guess some uh, artistic director in Germany thought he was funny um, and Germans obviously know funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, um, I do enjoy uh, playing. Uh, I used, I used to be known in Germany before I left uh, Germany, like 10 years ago uh, for playing romantic leads, a little bit like Orlando Bloom or Hugh Grant, just on a sometimes worse, more soap operatic yeah. Um, like, uh, I used to be recognized on the street for like, a um, period TV show with, uh, I guess the German equivalent of Britney Spears back then, who was also an actress and I was, uh, her lover in that, uh, 1850s Bavarian village fairy tale, a dream where the princess gets to wed the son of a seamstress. Um, but, um, that's when I left. I come from a family where um, my parents are very um, intelligent, but they don't really know how to act in public. And I uh, was bullied in school a lot because I didn't know how to behave. And, and so acting was more like uh, being able to flee into different characters. Like for so many people, we are fucked up. Um, but uh, I also learned how to not, um, how to, how to not look, uh, embarrassed because I would always put my foot in my mouth like Larry David or mm -hmm. something. <laughs> um, so uh, I became very like timid in sticking out. So I ended up in soap operas. <laughs> and then it was good to quit for a while and study psychology and um, live life and uh, lose uh, some of that fears and some of that trauma. And uh, now I like to play freaks. Um, which is uh, far more interesting. Of course, I wouldn't say uh, no to another romantic uh, novel either. Did you read, by any chance, uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, Greenlight biography? It's great. No, I did I not. I like him as an actor, though. Yes, and I, I was never really aware, except for Dallas Buyer Club, and, uh, but I, I never really had him on my mind, and uh, now I'm a big fan since I've read it, and it's, uh, it's a great biography, and also how I made the switch from uh, playing rather... Saturday afternoon characters, as he put it, I think, uh, romantic movie leads uh, to becoming like a more of a character. Mm -hmm. lead. Yeah. I um, so I'm, I'm trying, I don't know, I guess 
guess I'm doing the same thing here now. And now I'm just going to follow in his footsteps and uh, drive my uh, van uh, through Europe until I um, get another job. Until the phone rings again. <laughs> I'll work in a bar or a finca in Spain. Who knows what happens next? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the first phone call you get isn't from Melissa Bernstein asking for a quick translation again. Hopefully it's maybe from Sharon or somebody like that. Oh, maybe for season six, if the Germans had to finish something, that would be nice. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I'm working on a web series, which is fun. Uh, uh, for like a German network, uh, we haven't got the final yes or no yet, so I cannot talk about it, but it's fun um, to, to do some writing and storytelling. And I used to write a long time ago, and it's nice to get back into it and uh, have a little group of friends to create it together. Yeah, well, I, we'll look forward to hearing more about that. Well, fingers crossed that goes well, and I'm sure you'll let us know through social media when you can if that everything goes well with that. That'll be good. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yes, one of the, one of the scenes um, I loved so much in uh, like was in Better Call Saul was when you were all isolated in the 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 warehouse, so to speak, and you had like your recreation, you had your homes, you had your your recreational equipment, you had your little bar, but that was all shot in the Albuquerque studio. Uh, uh, facility, wasn't it? No, there was an old uh, factory next to the actual Q Studios. Um, okay. I think they did solar. Uh, for some reason, they went out of business with solar. Can you imagine? Um, yeah. yeah. So it was basically a studio next to the studio. It was a big factory hall that they turned around for us for a few months. Oh, oh, I was mistaken because the the scenes looked, I mean, the shots look so much uh, similar to the interior. So that's very cool to know. Um, Here's a question from Andrea. She says, what are your most wishes for 2021? Other than, other than getting through that, uh, that uh, drive in the, uh, the camper van. I should know because a friend uh, told me to do this. Uh, We have a German tradition, uh, the Rauhnächte between Christmas and the 5th of January, I believe uh, to write down wishes every night. Uh, or all of them, and then burn one every night. I need to burn mine tonight again. I keep forgetting these. Um, and then one is left over, and the last one on January 5th that's left over that you don't get to burn, you have to fulfill that one yourself. Okay. The others are taken care of by Raunechte. Um So I, I wrote down a lot of wishes, um, and I can't really think of it. I mean, part of um, what I um, moved back to Europe for was um, – to work in great uh, storytelling productions in Germany, such as uh, Babylon Berlin uh, or How to Sell Drugs Fast, which are two of my favorite German shows. And um, I uh, haven't found these uh, job opportunities yet, to put it. I was working on a lot of um, also lovely uh, CSI Miami kind of German TV shows, not the literal CSI Miami. Yeah, I get it. And uh, yeah, guest stars are recurring, uh, which was great, especially during COVID. It really saved my ass and I really enjoyed playing uh, uh, asshole cops <laughs> and uh, uh, sex uh, sex club owners. And uh, that was fun. Yeah. Um, but I, I would love to do some uh, fine storytelling comparable with uh, Saul or uh, yeah, other shows. That'd be good. Yeah, Queen's Gambit was also fantastic. It was mainly shot in Berlin, but of course, all the parts were American. I um, like they they made uh, uh, Berlin look like Mexico and Moscow, and uh, it's great what's possible these days. So I hope, of course, for these jobs, and secondly, for my family and for my parents, which is the other reason why I moved back to Germany because they're getting older, and I want to be there for them. Um, yeah, that they are healthy. So. Mm-hmm. 
knock on wood for that. Yes, for sure. Knock on wood. Just a question towards that. It's a really cool thing that you said about burning these little uh, wishes and you're left with the last one. Do you get to cheat? Do you have to burn them randomly? Like you have to say, well, I'm never going to do that. Let's light that baby on fire. How do you do it? I don't know. You just light one every night. Okay. Right? You put them down before. And uh, that's how I understood my friend. At least I, I was just following instructions. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a German. I was just following orders. Yeah. For me here <laughs> in Canada and the lazy guy I am, I'd be like, ah, hell with this and let them all go, you know, I'll save one, but I'd be trying to pick the easiest ones that I know I'm going to maybe possibly do. But that's a really cool thing. I like that. I hope for an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here are a couple last questions for the afternoon. Aya, what's your favorite TV show after Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, of course? Yeah, you, you sent me a message on Twitter the other day. You were asking me about my top three favorite movies. And I'm like, dude, that's like the hardest question in the world. I gave you two. Um, and you gave me some good ones as well, too. But she's asking your favorite TV shows. T- favorite TV shows. What's your third movie? Your third favorite movie? Well, you mentioned Star Wars. And I said, well, of course, Star Wars. But there's so many, so it doesn't really count. But I gave you uh, my answers to my favorite movie to you were Scarface and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And I mm-hmm. struggled on the third one. And so we kind of let Star Wars franchise, um, you know, cheat and be my answer for that. But she's asking more about TV shows. And there's a lot of good uh, television right now. And because we're binging it through Netflix and things like that. What's your favorite? I know. I'm really, I, you caught, caught me off guard. I, I don't really, um, I, I just finished The Queen's Gambit today. That was awesome. Uh, but that's not really a TV show. It's a seven-part series, which is probably the way of the future because we all don't have enough time for hundreds of hours of television. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, I mean, I already mentioned Babylon Berlin and uh, I mentioned how to sell drugs fast. Um, I was really a big Breaking Bad fan um, all the time. So I love the storytelling in that. And if there is a TV show that is, uh, that could be recommended, I heard um, El Papel, the Spanish show must be great and I want to watch it. Um, Please tell me about it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really have one right now. Okay. Um, the Queen's Gambit. Something. And I think that still. When you talk about Queen's Gambit, I think that still counts. Like we're, we're talking anything we can binge watch. And I watched The Crown. I really enjoyed The Crown. Uh, four seasons of that. And what's nice yeah. about that is there's two two uh, there's two main actors playing like so there's two seasons two main actors playing uh the queen and prince and then the next two seasons is a new new uh queen a new prince and they both did such a great job and uh olivia coleman is her name that played the the older queen and a lot of her work yeah she's great she's really really good but uh, that's something i enjoyed sorry no that's it i just i enjoyed that yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Also in that uh, other historic uh, movie that came out last year and won a bunch of Academy Awards, um, whatever that name was. Do you remember? No. Did you watch it? I don't know. Yeah. I have the DVD. It was a SAG screener, but I, yeah, never mind. I'm not sure. Okay, well, we'll you tell me after the show. Um, Lisa here has a question. Uh, this is a super chat. She says, do you feel like your storyline... Uh, this is a good one. Was a father-son type situation for you and Mike, where you're both learning from each other and teaching the other? Because I could see Kai being the young son to Mike, you know, and like, that's that's a very good question. A struggle, father and son almost, even though there's no no relation whatsoever. But 
I, I, I mean, I think uh, that's where the conflict maybe came from. But I, um, I mean, the focus was definitely on Werner and uh, his uh, demise and uh, bringing, uh, uh, bringing uh, Mike on his knees, moral, morally, uh, grounded wise. So um, I uh, considered myself a red herring pretty much from the start. But I, I enjoyed playing that with Mike, and that was a bunch of fun. And I really enjoyed um, having that. Uh, uh, I like to poke people and like see what comes out, because I guess I don't trust people sometimes. And uh, so that was came easy to me in that part. Yeah. Good, good. One of our one of our regulars in the chat here, the Vivid Kiwi, if I'm saying that uh, pr- uh, pr- uh, properly, he has a great YouTube channel, and I'll send you a link to it on Twitter after I'll email it to you. He does a lot I of... I know him. He does it about uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, theories. And some of the theories are really, really good. Um, and it makes you like, hmm. You know, Miller makes you scratch your head. And every single one I've watched, um, like, I'm not saying I believe all the theories, but some of them, you're like very, very thought-provoking. And I've brought up some of them a couple of times to different guests, or just like Peter Gould and things like that as well, too. And they're like, hmm. You know, and sometimes, sometimes these these fans, these super sleuths, know more than the uh, the writers get them credit for, don't they? I'm sure. What what did he write? Well, no, just all kinds of like possible endings for Kim. Uh, what does this mean? What does that mean? You know, like it's it's. It, I'm just being kind of uh, hypothetical at the moment. But, oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, but it's just amazing to see these things, and it goes to show you how invested we are all. Uh, we are all, and the show, like even yourself being an actor, but I know ninety percent, hundred percent of the cast and crew, outside of their day jobs, are fans of the work that they they do. They're such invested in the show. Yeah, and it's amazing how that got twisted around at the end of the last season. That now you're basically rooting for what's going to happen to Kim, like uh, in such a manner. It's uh, it's amazing. I'm. I'm excited. I uh, am a romantic and I want them to end up well, but um, I guess it's not going to happen. Who knows? Who knows, right? I mean, there again, there's those yeah. theories, you know, Kim is still there. She so just don't see her in, in uh, you know, Saul's uh, after work hours. You know, um, I, I have a feeling, you know, I, I have a feeling it's going to be somewhat tragic just because I think I think that I have no knowledge of it. But I, uh, who knows? But it's going to be amazing whichever way it goes. The, these guys and girls that are behind the show are not one to let us down. And, you know, Vince has said it before. Peter said it before. Uh, not everyone's going to love every time. Like when they ended Breaking Bad, they weren't sure everyone's going to love it. Um, but there has to be a conclusion and there will. And uh, it's up to us to, whether we like it or, or not. And I, I think it's going to be satisfactory. I think it's going to be more than satisfactory. I think it's going to be a nice closure. I think so. Well, I tell, you, I tell you one thing. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here today. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. You're kicking off 2021 with us. A new year, a look back. Of, we're flushing away 2020. Let's, oh, yes, please. Let's triple flush. As I said on Facebook yesterday, let's get rid of that. I've got links uh, to your uh, social pro- properties down below, your YouTube, your Instagram, and your Twitter down below. And my better half, Sandra Lee, was sharing your links throughout the chat as well today. So we'll get people to check you out. And I didn't even know your your YouTube until today. So I subscribed to you on YouTube. Got some good stuff on there. Oh, no, I, I don't really use it. It's just where I keep my reels yeah. when I... It's just, uh, yeah. But still nice, but still nice. And No, Instagram, I, I will I will post on Instagram about my travels in Spain. And uh, yeah, hit me up. Uh, 
I'm excited. Good, good. <laughs> and yeah, I know you're active on Instagram and Twitter. It's nice. You're on there quite a bit. So uh, very, very nice to uh, to interact with you on there. And this has been a pleasure. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to uh, connect with you over in Germany. And we were also able to accommodate at a special time. And I think it's kind of nice. People are getting to watch at three o'clock in the afternoon, at, in, you know, Eastern time and have some fun with you. I know. Um, Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you. Awesome. Well, listen, don't go away. I'm going to say goodbye to you off the air. And everyone, we are back. We've got a couple more shows coming up. Well, we've got a lot of shows coming up, but the next one's in the pipeline next Friday, our regular time, 9 p.m. Eastern. We have, we talked about Breaking Bad today, Mario Stan, who plays Bogdan. Uh, we're going to be talking to him. The only man that I know has more bigger eyebrows than I do. And uh, the following week, our good friend uh, Julie Ann Emery is coming back, you know, as Betsy Kellerman. And she's been in Preacher. She's been in uh, Fargo. Everything she she touches turns to gold. We're looking forward to having her back as well, too. And many, many more. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you uh, many times in 2021 for a great year here inside the Gilliverse. Until next time, everybody. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks again for tuning into Inside the Gilliverse with Eric Broadbent. Be sure to check back each week for more great discussions and interviews with cast and crew from Breaking Bad, El Camino, and Better Call Saul.